My goodness, it has been quite a summer. Quite a summer of budget uh, debate, policy ideas, uh, a little bit of bickering, (laughs) a little bit of hostility, and a whole lot of smug Gordon hints and rambling Katrina Shanklin. And uh, I am happy to say that the Joint Finance Committee finished up its business last night, if only to say... We will have uh, very limited smug Gordon Henson rambling Katrina Shanklin uh, in our future to wrap up and put an exclamation point on the 2017-19 state budget writing process is the co-chair of the Joint Finance Committee, John Nigren, joining us this morning. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning, Matt. I'm great. Good. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. You did a lot of work. I don't think people understand just how much work, but can I ask you this? Are, are, are you happy at the very least this budget process is winding down? You won't have to hear Gordon hints anymore? <laughs> you know, uh, Gordon and Katrina and, you know, John Erpenbach, uh, I, I think you know, they, we disagree on issues, but the person who gets personal with us is Lena Taylor and, mm. and basically calling us evil. And in, the, in, the, in this era... Um, you know, of lack of civility in politics. It would be just nice if maybe we could just focus on the fact that we might disagree politically, but that doesn't make us evil. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Democrats aren't evil. They're just very wrong on policy. And they have uh, put together some ideas that really uh, set you back. Now, going forward, this is a budget that, of course, has some big wins for taxpayers, some big wins for uh, conservatives, but it is a budget that, you know, some of this stuff I know you're not thrilled with. Do you like this budget, particularly given the transportation aspect, which I know you've, you and Senator Darling have expressed disappointment about how that all finished out? There's no doubt that this is a very good budget for the people of Wisconsin. When you talk about the Democrats and and like their their criticisms, their criticisms matter. Oftentimes, yeah, they're focused around the fact that we didn't come up with a solution to transportation, but that was that, that centered around some type of tax increase to them. Um, their their dissatisfaction is centered around the fact that we're actually giving people in you know, the state of Wisconsin their money back rather than a t- rather than taking it from them. That that basic principle that the money belongs to the citizens is something that seems to be lost on them. But uh, overall, this is a very good budget. Uh, we're providing, we're continuing to provide tax relief. I'm from you know, northeast Wisconsin. I live on the border of Michigan. Property taxes have long been a target of mine since get electing, getting elected in 2006 because Michigan's property taxes are about 20 to 30 percent lower than ours. This continues to reduce the property tax burden in, in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, it uh, begins to eliminate a personal property tax on small business. Uh, we're cutting that by a third. Um, and it funds our priorities. It funds our schools at, at historic levels, uh, does away with a lot of uh, inequities in the system for funding schools, so that regardless of your zip code, uh, the, the funding should be, should be available to your to your child. Um, and it, it freezes tuition at our UW system for the, it'll be six years by the time this budget's uh, over. You know, Democrats talk a lot about student debt. The average uh, student will have saved sixty three hundred dollars over four years uh, based on the, the tuition freeze, uh, con- considering the trajectory it was on prior. So. Overall, uh, good budget. Are there things that we could have uh, accomplished, we could have scratched off the list? Yes, but 
you never win them all. And I'm pretty happy to say that we won a lot. You know that there are some folks listening to this show in Milwaukee right now saying, John, Alberta, uh, Joint Finance Committee, how could you let this budget go uh, without putting in the needed money for uh, East-West 94, the zoo interchange, all of these sorts of things? And I know that there are people uh, who are listening out state, maybe perhaps in your district, who are saying, John, Alberta, the rest of the Joint Finance Committee, thank you. Um, we've been hearing all, all this talk about, you know, the potential for raising taxes. We don't want to pay more for taxes. So there was, there was this big battle, uh, over the potential for a gas tax and how to ultimately to fund this transportation budget, which has a disputed billion dollar shortfall. Uh, what do you say to folks on both sides of this issue? Well, I would say, so the assembly Republicans did believe that we had, you know, we have a revenue problem. However, how you fill that revenue problem, if it, let's just say it's a billion dollars, can be done in a number of ways. It can be done through eliminating waste. It can be done through uh, you know, targeting your dollars to the best projects. It can be done through uh, reforms, or and it can be done through raising fees and revenue and, and taxes. We're not going to do the latter other than a hybrid parity fee, a hybrid and electric car parity fee, we're not going to be raising the taxes. So if you're, if you're not seeing significant revenues come in, and I don't believe we will, we'll see, we'll see revenues and savings based on those, on the reforms and based on uh, eliminating waste, but not to the point to fill that so-called billion dollar shortfall. So one basic principle, if you don't have the dollars, which I think most citizens of the state of Wisconsin would agree with that, if you don't have the dollars, you can't make the commitments. To the folks that think we should be funding the East-West, which isn't enumerated yet, and we don't have the dollars, folks, we just can't do that if we don't have the resources. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're going to look at the reforms. We're going to uh, save as much as we possibly can. You know, two years from now, we're going fight, to fight a fight and hopefully uh, find a solution, but we're just not there yet. State Representative John Nigar, Republican from Marinette and co-chair of the uh, Budget Writing Committee, the Joint Finance Committee, joins us as the JFC last night, deep into the hours, uh, wrapped up the final elements of this 2017-19 budget plan. It now goes to the Assembly next week, ultimately to the Senate. Looks like, and we'll get to this in just a minute, that this could be wrapped up by, indeed, the official end of summer. I want to jump to another area. You touched upon it briefly, but it bears repeating and it bears focusing on. This is a budget that will save taxpayers. Am I correct? I heard you say this yesterday. I heard joint, uh, the, the Legislative Fiscal Bureau say it, a half billion dollars in income, or excuse me, in tax relief total is... Is that the number we're, we're dealing with here? We, yeah, I don't have the exact number in front of us. Actually, the reason that that number came up is because Democrats were adding it up, you know, criticizing us for giving people their money back. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'll just trust them on that number. Uh, you know, as I said, I began the conversation. Uh, we take a, a little bit different track than our Democratic friends. Uh, the money belongs to the taxpayer, not to the state of Wisconsin. And if there's opportunities for us to let people keep it, we're going to we're going to do that. And, uh, you know, we've done that in personal property tax. We've done it in property taxes. Uh, we're going to continue to look for ways to do that while still balancing the priorities of the state. So, uh 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll add up, we'll do the math, we'll figure out what the grand total of tax cuts since Scott Walker and Republicans took over, uh, but it's going to be in the billions of dollars rather than tax increases that were heading the other direction when Democrats were in charge. And you got a personal property tax uh, package done, relief package for that. That's something that you folks have been talking about a long, long time. I don't think I don't think the average non-small business owning Wisconsinite understands just how difficult this tax, this long uh, bothering tax has been. Uh, what it's meant in terms of its impact on small business and what it's taken from small business revenue-wise, but this is the arduous nature of, of trying to figure this thing out. Now you've got $75 million thereabouts of relief. You have done away with the AMT, the alternative minimum tax. It's not a lot of money, but there's there's something very remarkable, philosophically speaking, about the elimination of that. You have to do that however, at the sacrifice of a $200 million-plus income tax cut. Let me ask you this. Was it worth it? You know, I believe so. First of all, eliminating anytime you can eliminate a tax off the books, whether it's AMT or the forestry uh, mill tax that's mm-hmm. been around since, I believe, the 40s, if not, if not longer, um, you know, you, you, you take that opportunity. As elected official, you know, we don't have those opportunities to eliminate taxes uh, very often. So when we have it, we, we should take it. And uh, you know what? Now when you get your property tax bills in the future, there's not going to be a state tax on those property uh, tax bills. It's going to be all based on local, uh, whether it be local schools or local units of government. So um, in that, it, first of all, it's from an understanding standpoint for the taxpayer, it's much easier to understand. And, you know, uh, Eliminating that tax for for me and for my colleagues, and I know, I know for the governor, uh, we see that as, as a huge win as we continue to, you know, put the people of Wisconsin first rather than the government of Wisconsin. Okay, a couple of things that uh, the Dems brought up, uh, and uh, some fiscal conservatives brought up. Not both at the same time, but the Dems uh, asked this question. What do quarries have to do with transportation in the state? This transportation bill, of course, included all kinds of things, including, quite frankly, some sweeteners for some lawmakers, perhaps to move them along and get them to, uh, to go along with this budget. That said, uh, there, that is a, a good question, and I think that uh, Manufacturers and Commerce is asking the same question this morning. So the quarry... so. You think of a, a quarry, rock, gravel, right? I mean, gravel uh, is, is a um, and, and rock are components in road construction. So we've had situations where local units of government, villages, towns, um, have had have passed onerous restrictions on these the, these pits so that they actually make it more difficult for them to operate and more difficult for them to actually move product. We've had multiple situations where rather than the, the pit like a mile from the state highway project could be used to, to supply that project, uh, the local restrictions made it impossible so that the product had to come in from you know, 40 miles away and the cost of these, the projects goes have gone up by millions of dollars. So that's how that uh, aggregate uh, motion affects the state budget. It specifically affects uh, transportation. It's another one of those opportunities for us to save uh, our dollars uh, in, in Wisconsin to make sure that we're funding our transportation projects at the right size, uh, rather than overfunding and overspending when we don't have to. Does it cause problems for the sand mining industry, though? That's what the the complaint is. I'm hearing from Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce from the industry and others. 
You know, I'm not an expert on the sand mining industry. Uh, they're concerned. Yeah, they have a concern that it, by making this possible for um, for the uh, aggregate industry, that it's somehow going to affect uh, sand and, and other uh, forms. My conversations with those folks is that is they wanted us to actually go further uh, and include them uh, in the in this. Uh, uh, ba- basically, it's it's a preemption saying that local units of government don't have the ability to uh, regulate air and water quality and in other other restrictions. Um, our members of our our caucus didn't want to go to that extent, um, so that was was not happening. Uh, oftentimes, in a, in a budget, you know that's where it's about. It's not so much about the win you you uh, you got; it's the win that you didn't get uh, that actually ends up being a difference between a yes and a no vote. And so that's the situation in dealing with uh, the sand and the uh, other uh, potential uh, folks that were involved in that discussion. All right, just a couple more minutes with State Representative John Nigren who is co-chair of the Joint Finance Committee, just wrapping up the Budget Writing Committee's work on the budget, moves to the Assembly and Senate now for a final debate and looks like approval ahead. Um, you had said at one point, I remember in the reporting gaggle recently, we're not really doing 999 emotions, those wrap-up budget items where a lot of things kind of get thrown in at the, the end of the mix. You, you were calling it, what, a 444, a 445, <laughs> basically half of, of what you've experienced in the past, although there were, there were some items. Uh, a couple of uh, questions that come up. Uh, one was the, I, I don't know if it was, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was $800,000 in benefits for the tobacco distribution that's distributors. What was that all about, and, and how did you feel ultimately about the wrap-up process? So there's always going to be a wrap-up motion, whether it be, first of all, I mean, budget is a very large document, and it's a very large, long process. There's certain things that just just don't fit in, in, in a specific area. So sometimes they're going to they're going to wait to the end, and they're going to go into this wrap-up motion. In the past, these things have been 80, 90, uh, you know, items. Uh, this uh, this year. Uh, there were 26 different items. 13 of them were either technical or uh, cleaning up a, di- a previous action uh, by the committee. So there's about 13 that were were new items. You mentioned the tax stamp uh, issue. This is this is not not something that's new. It's been done before. Uh, so when distributors actually um, are the ones that affix these tax stamps to the packs of cigarettes. And what we did yesterday is we just increased the amount that we are paying them to collect the tax for the state of Wisconsin. Um, so it's, this is not, you know, any type of give out. This is actually uh, a payment for uh, a, a service that they are actually providing for the state of Wisconsin. Is it, is it a fair payment? Is it in your estimation or is this uh, an industry that is... You know, they have to do this, and it's it, once again, we have, you know, a legislation or a federal law that, that re- requires this onerous activity on a, another business. But is this a fair payment for these uh, folks? Yeah, I, I believe it is. I mean, you know, you, we can make the argument whether even we should be collecting tax on any item, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're going to require them to, to, to collect the tax, uh, there, there's a cost to, to do that business, and we should pay fairly uh, to be able to, you know, for them to be able to collect on our behalf. All right, very good. I appreciate your time. Just a quick question on process. This goes, this budget now goes to the Assembly, is it Tuesday or Wednesday of next week? Uh 
Yeah, um, honestly, I don't have my schedule in front of me. Uh, the goal was the 14th. I'm not even sure what day that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, schedules are fluid. Uh, it hasn't been noticed yet, but I do expect by the middle of next week uh, the Assembly to take action on the state budget. Then and, would the uh, Senate... Would take it at the week. Would the Senate take it the week after, or would it be uh, next week as that's, well? Yeah, that's my understanding. So my understanding is the Senate will take action on Foxconn um, at the same time that mm-hmm. we're taking action on the state budget, um, and then you know we'll send the uh, uh, budget to them, and then we'll ha- take action on the amended version of the Foxconn bill. Good. I I appreciate uh, your time this morning, certainly, but more so as I've covered this thing. You ran a good committee. Both of you did. Um, this is, it, it's not easy. And, I, you know, I gave the Dems a hard time, but they have every right to voice their opinions and those sorts of things. I may vehemently disagree with them, but I think you kept it, although there were some times where things got heated, I think you kept everything on the issues and you kept uh, the, the personal stuff out. You know, that, that's the way we should, we should always try and, and do business. You know, at the end of the day, we're proud of this budget. We think it's good for the taxpayers in the state of Wisconsin. People will criticize maybe the things we didn't do. Um, but I, I think there's a lot to talk about from a positive standpoint. People might criticize the fact that it's a couple months late. But to me, it, it's, not, it's not about uh, getting it done quickly. It's about getting it done right. And uh, we're pretty proud of the end product. Very good. I hope to talk to you soon. And uh, thanks again for your time this morning. Thanks, Matt. You bet. That's uh, State Representative John Nigren, Republican Marinette, uh, co-chair of the Budget Writing Committee, the Joint Finance Committee. They are done. And now it is in the hands, this 2017-19 budget, in the hands of the Assembly and the Senate.